Why he fighting fighting this? Why what 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 what, what is his goal? Welcome back to the Immigrant Section. I'm your host, Abbas Wahab. And in the studio today, we got Simone Park. What are you saying? What up? Thanks for coming through. Excited to be here. Thank you. Fresh from Detroit. She loved the D. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you just came back from, a, I guess, a little comedy stint there in Detroit? No, I actually didn't do any comedy. Oh, it was, was just, just uh, personal? Yeah. Hell yeah. What'd you get up to in the city? Uh, got stuck behind the parade. Didn't know there was a huge parade. And what was the parade happening? For Thanksgiving. Right oh, true. Yeah. America. America. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to the suburbs and there was like, you know, my friend and her family, they were preparing for Thanksgiving. So it was great. What's your feel of uh, Detroit? It gets I, a bad rep, right? It does. And I, I personally, I love it. It's a good vibe. That The drive from the airport to the city, though, is kind of like, uh, this is... Oh, it's just barren. What you? But, I just go from Detroit oh, and you drive. Oh, because you drove. In. Yeah, 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 true, true. Yeah, I've never flown into Detroit. Yeah, it's it's like a, a long barren drive to what you end up. And, and then you, the first thing you see is like uh, shitty buildings and graffiti buildings. So it's like, oh fuck, it's exactly what I read. You know? No and way, because downtown's so beautiful. But that's the core. I actually I like the outside of Detroit. I used to live in that area for a couple of years. Okay. But downtown, the main, you know, when last time I was there, I noticed it's like they put a huge uh, policing budget in that main core where you feel fucking safe. Mm-hmm. You see cop presence all over. Landscaping is done. But you go 500 feet outside that, uh, shit changes quick. You go to East Jefferson, shit changes quick. So you know where Dan Gilbert has his toe in the water. I don't even know who Dan Gilbert is. Oh, Quicken Loans. He oh, the yeah, Quicken Loans. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yo. This is a. <laughs> so I, I moved to Detroit to work a job in like 2014. Okay. And I was there for two years. I got a gym membership, and the guy running the gym was some dude. Okay. He's there for like a year. And then he disappears. Mm. And then two years later, I'm in the core of downtown. And I'm in an alleyway. <laughs> and there's a fat slob dude smoking cigarettes. And I'm like, yo, Austin? And he turns around. And it's the same dude. And now he's like, yo, man, I've been working with for Quicken Loans. I make like 200 Gs a year. And his face is, his hair is dripping down like he's coked out. Oh, wow. He's got a huge belly. It's literally like capitalism like gut yeah i found him in an alleyway smoking cigarettes like he's like i make 200 g's coked out i'm like holy fuck what the hell did quicken loans do to you yeah i i I don't know what to say about that (laughs) it's a crazy employer down there huh yeah and i think a lot of the downtown redevelopment and making sure that it was safe is largely due to dan gilbert i could be mistaken but is he like a super like philanthropic does he give a lot? <laughs> I gotta redeem myself somehow. <laughs> I think he gives a lot, be, like because he kind of, to me like Detroit is very connected to Dan Gilbert. Mm, okay, he must be like old money. I'm assuming. Mm, I'm not too sure. Well, forget about this guy, fucking Dan Gilbert. You know, it's, we're talking about you. Forget Dan Gilbert. How are you? I'm I'm really good. You're going out west tomorrow. Uh, technically, yeah, in about 20, uh, 36 hours. I don't know. Yeah, like technically Wednesday morning. Hell yeah. Is yeah. it is this for comedy or is this also personal? This is for, I'm just really unhappy in the winter. Okay, I feel that. Like really, like 
I don't know. It's like, I feel like it's like people who are like, I'm gluten intolerant, but they're actually not. Like the winter, that with my <laughs> joints, no, like it's, it's seriously painful and my face peels off and I'm just like, why am I here? Why? Yeah. <laughs> why? Yeah, ex- exactly. Right. Cause you know, the alternative exists. <laughs> yeah. Do you have people you can, do you just go there and like, you have a situated group of people? I have hostels? What do you do? Great people. Okay. All yeah, right. like you got family. your team. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hell yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go to LA and I'm going to go to Hawaii. Okay. Because I've been traveling around a lot for the past five years. And I think I've been looking for somewhere that I want to call home. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like Toronto. Toronto is, of course, home. So you're seeing candidates? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like your interview. I am. You're I, traveling. I am. Yeah. I am interviewing for <laughs> potential homes. Hawaii is one. Yeah. Okay. The weird thing and the great thing about Hawaii is that it's the first time that I've ever really felt like I belonged somewhere. Um, and that it just it just felt like home. I cried tears of joy at least three times on a nine day trip. And that was the only time I've been there. Just because of the true feeling of like um, being in the right place. No, there the first there was a I feel like everything was just epic in terms of like appreciating being alive. So there the three times that I cried tears of joy was seeing the most beautiful sunset in this like volcanic crater uh in on the island like of one of the Maui. islands. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then there was like this rainbow just like an epic rainbow. It was like a window screensaver. Yeah. It was beautiful. <laughs> and and like just how we got to this farm and like it's just it's just so ridiculous and wild. Um and then the third time was um so I'm not I realize I'm not a strong swimmer. Okay. <laughs> I don't like to admit to my faults, but I am not a strong swimmer. And we decided, like, they told us that there's this little bay. there's a story. (laughs) Well, there's, like, a little bay that, like, there are wild dolphins that sometimes will come and kick it with you. And we're like, oh, my God, we got to do that. So we woke up early. Okay. And right away I knew that this water was way too strong. Like, the waves were powerful. The whole, the current, everything. Everything. Was way (laughs) too powerful. And I can't, I can't do this. Right? So I'm, like, breaststroking like a, you know what I mean? I'm, like, out there doing this. There's, like, floating. Yeah, and 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 it was just like I knew that I was in way over my head, and yeah. I started to not panic, but I was kind of like, was everyone around you a confident swimmer? Like, well, oh yeah, yeah the yeah. one friend who was yeah. with me, who yeah. was like, let's go do this, yeah, was yeah, yeah. like a really really good swimmer. Okay, and I am not yet. Um, so we're out sure. there, and I'm just like, I I realized that if I didn't calm down, I was probably going to kill myself. I was probably going to drown. So I was like, you need to just relax and breathe and calm down. Because, like, you know when you start freaking out when you're, like... Yeah, yeah. and you get, and you're get shortness of breath. And exactly. Like hyperventilating. And in the water, that's not what you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, you'll die quick. You're right. So I I, <laughs> I, I recognized this, and I was like, Simone, you, you need to calm down. Hell yeah. Relax, breathe. And then just You're then, like a high-level athlete, you know? Yeah, You're and in then, the clutch. <laughs> but then, Calm like, down. six fins came out of the water. <laughs> oh, they shit. They started coming right towards me. And I was just crying. I was like, this is the most amazing thing. Like, these dolphins are just kicking it with me. Did you interact with them? Well, I mean, I was there. We were there. Did you get the sense that they were truly, like, smart animals? Oh, yeah. Why, how? What was it? They're just, like... Yo, come a little closer to the... Uh, oh, the, yeah. No, they they're... I don't know. They're just, they're very smart. They they know what's up. 
they say they're like the second smartest mammal after us. Yeah, are they a ma- they're a mammal, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but what was it? Is there any? Can you pinpoint it to anything? Like you just got. Were they swimming so synchronized where you're like, this is too organized? Well, they knew that we were there, too. Because, so, like, they kind of came out of the water, and you can see the fins. And you yeah. knew it wasn't Jaws. You didn't yeah. know it wasn't six synchronized sharks. The fins sharks. were too, like, Yeah, smooth. and they're little. They're little oh, spinner they're dolphins. Okay. So, yeah. like, that big, literally? Uh, no. I don't know. Maybe, like. Like a meter. Yeah. Okay. Something like wow, that. Okay. And and Harmless. then so they were like coming towards me and I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. <laughs> exactly like that. And then one guy jumped out of the water and did a spin. Oh shit! Like performing He's for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just I just calmed down. I was like, what are you worried about? You're not gonna die out here. That's fucked. And then you just frolicked with the dolphins. So this was the moment you're like, yo, I could make this home, Hawaii. You could kick it with dolphins on the regular in Hawaii. That's literally, that was, that's not an option anywhere else uh, that I know of. in like a couple places, but I just think it was just everything. But Hawaii also has Walmart though. They do. There's no way there's another place that also has Walmart, right? Right. And Costco. <laughs> and Costco, exactly. You can't find that. I get it. I, now I understand Hawaii, by the way. Well, I think because I used to live in Puerto Rico, for example. Oh, I love how you said that too. And <laughs> you can't just uh, <laughs> what? I used to live in, but I literally heard dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> and it's like when you you've have... lived all over. I have. Okay, d- before we just, g- I don't want to cut you off, but no, no, a lot of times I ask my guests just give like a an overarching view of like where you've lived. Like I know you you. Pr- I'm under the impression that you're of like Korean descent and you grew up in Scarborough. Yes, you are correct. And I don't know if that started from birth or that started at 10. If can you just What do you mean? Just give me like a general like summary of where you lived. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I was um, born at East York General. A general summary. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> like, kidding. Let me tell you exactly the <laughs> yeah, hospital right? I was born. Um, so I was born in Toronto. Yeah. It's East York. Um, grew up in Scarborough. Your parents are immigrants? Yeah. My parents, so I learned this probably in the last decade. Okay. I thought my parents met in Korea, super cute, whatever, and they're like, let's go start a life in Canada. Not the case. Not the case. So they met in Korea town, <laughs> Lauren Christie. Yeah. Right next to the Starbucks? I don't know where, <laughs> but I think, yeah. And I was like, what? You guys didn't meet in Korea and come here? They didn't? And like, so the more I start uncovering all this. They're like, stuff, no, we met on J Day. <laughs> Well, my dad wasn't even supposed to come to Canada. He was he was going to Brazil. And was it like a fucked up like everything connection? about my dad is I don't know. Okay, Just my dad right. is like the craziest person. Okay. In a good in a good way now. I can appreciate it now. But when I was growing up, it was just like don't mess with John's daughter. Oh shit. Because okay. he will kick your ass like he will f- Are we allowed to swear? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, he will fuck you up. Oh shit. Yeah. And I was like, no, it's cool. Like, you know, I have a name. You're like, yeah. Li- I- I'm Simone, not You're John's You're like, I'm going to appreciate this when I'm older, but right now I'm scared. <laughs> no, so I tried to be just like my dad. So I was oh, real were... scary. Okay, all right. I was real scary. Yeah, like I was always. So what, okay, what did your dad do? Oh, like traditional Korean. Okay, but yeah, he, he was just like. Yeah, he had the convenience store. Okay, hell yeah. You know, the dry cleaners. Uh, At the same time? No, no, no. So he would like work his way through the gauntlet of traditional Korean. Uh, What what is, if you could just, uh, you know, I'm not. uh, You're like, you say the racist stuff. I'm not privy to this stuff. No, no, I don't know. What is the gauntlet of uh, quintessential 
uh, uh, refugee or immigrant Korean business businesses to have and jobs to have? How does well, it go? Well, I mean, so Kim's Convenience, right? So convenience stores. Is number one. That's the well, easiest answer. I think we've actually transitioned out of that now. Okay. Because there's also like time and, and the length of time that immigrants have been in a country. So I would say back when my, like in the 70s and 80s, yeah, most of them were probably Korean. Same in New York, right? Like, like liquor stores, bodegas and stuff like that. But now I don't know if that's so much the case because like we've been there long enough. So the idea is you'd have a, a convenience store for a couple of years. Oh, you probably did that for lease. a while. Okay, and then when when does the dry cleaning come into the picture? Uh, so that was... Because it's... I actually found... So apparently I'm a hoarder. Okay. And I found... <laughs> I have all my childhood stuff. All their balance sheets and stuff. And they were not doing well. <laughs> <laughs> I do have like... Uh, it's funny because I used to... um. I used to facilitate cannabis transactions when I was younger. Ah, And yes. I did keep, like, an accounting law. I did keep a balance sheet. This sounds like it. You're <laughs> so answering dumb. questions to the crown right now. Is it true that you facilitated cannabis transactions? Uh, I cannot recall uh, the moments in question. <laughs> <laughs> if this was America. I played the fifth. Yeah, I played um, the fifth. Yeah. Uh, sorry, what were we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I could. Oh, you had to give us that edible. Do you think that kicked in? Dude, you might have taken an edible. <laughs> you did give me an edible. Yeah. And it's, listen. What? All this stuff is legal. There's no need to oh, be in yeah, this big thing about illegal. it. And even if it was still illegal, it's an edible. We're hanging. We're chilling. True. Yeah, we forgot about what the topic was before. But look, we're you moving were in this direction. You're talking about the traditional Korean. Yeah. yeah. So I was wondering, when does it go from the convenience store to the laundromat? And you were saying how you had those dry pictures. Uh, the dry yeah. laundromat. Dry cleaners. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I actually found like a book that I had drawn. Yeah. It was terrible. But um, and then it's like in when I was six and I was like, this was such a happy day. Like my dad took me to our new dry cleaners and I learned how to lay down carpet tile. So and you totally forgot that moment. I mean, I always remembered that I think I just wanted to spend so much time with my dad. I thought he was so cool. Right. Um, but he was kind of like this pokeroo. Like, he was always kicking everybody's ass with Pokeroo. Like, I never saw it. But everyone's like, oh, my God. Like Pokeroo? Yeah. Like, you know when, like, nobody ever sees it? And he just, like, they everyone talks about it, but he's never actually there. You oh, never actually see exactly. him doing this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. my dad was, like, Bruce Lee Pokeroo. Okay. But for humanity. There's a lot of lore and, like, myths about the things he's capable of and the things he's done. Literally. But you've never been there. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh, my God, that's, that's John's <laughs> daughter. Like, definitely don't fuck with her. John. You know? I I expected, like, a, a way more. Koreans are, like, uh, Christians? Uh, I think they used to be predominantly Buddhist. Yeah. But now, like. John? Yeah. Well, that's it's actually Jong. J-O-N-G. Oh. But, but then had... the the white name. But he was trying John. to get those job applications done. <laughs> no, you know? he never wanted to work yeah. for anyone. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and switch this to H-N instead of N-G. <laughs> oh, look at that. I'm getting interviews. Isn't that funny? Yeah. No, I don't. I think the reason why, and I don't know if this is true for all immigrants, but I don't think they want to work for people. So yeah. that's why they start opening their own businesses. There, there's a resentment to like that. A little bit of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you always feel like you're not getting um, a fair piece of the pie. 
And they're probably not. You and know, they come from these countries and they have degrees and they have, you know, they're engineers and they're, they're, hustlers, they're doctors. Yeah. They're, right? But and like I, I made it through the immigrant immigration process here. Yeah. I can run my own thing, you know? And the thing is they're leaving actual hardship turmoil, and like turmoil, war, all of these things and – you know, so they come here and they're like, okay, this is like, look at how much freedom we have. Yeah, exactly. Let's okay, get there's to work. a couple of bylaws, some CRA, pay tax, and easy. Cops come right away, investigations happen, no one's getting bribed, really. Yeah. It's pretty sick here, you know? It's pretty sick. And I think that's why a lot of immigrants are very, very successful when they go to a country that offers them opportunity like this. But what's funny is when people who come from other countries, but they were living in an affluent way, like they were in the higher echelons of that. Yeah. And they come here, they're like, there's no bribing? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? I don't want to live here, you know? Because bribing runs all business outside of North America. It's like just money's, uh, like large amounts of money mm -hmm. going into pockets yeah. drives so much of all business operations. Oh, for sure. It's crazy. Yeah. Like in, I don't know how, yeah, actually South Korea is like pretty first fucking world. So I don't think you're giving a cop money and getting out of a, a speeding ticket. I don't, I don't know. I feel You've, like. Have you ever gone to Korea? I have. Yeah? Yeah. W what was it like there? Like how old were you when you went? Uh, the, <laughs> so it's funny because I've traveled a lot. Yeah. I you lived in Lebanon for some reason. I lived in Lebanon what the for fuck? work. So I had, a, I, heard, I had a very unusual I heard a bit about that. Job. I'm like, Lebanon? Why? Yeah. Was but it... I, I didn't go to Korea until 2015. Legit. Did you have like, do, what, did you have a yearning to go when you were younger? Did you feel like you owed no. yourself? Not... I felt like I wasn't good enough. Okay. And you thought so... you'd get judged? <laughs> I get it. I, look, I went to Sudan and I was like that guy who was born in Sudan now when I went back, my Arabic sucked, mm. and I was, they called me Wad Sudan, Wad Canada, uh, Canadian boy. Ooh. But you that's know what okay, I mean? Though. So I'm saying, so that's the kind of stuff I'm afraid of. Okay. So it's like, I'm, I imagine it's the same kind of thing where you, you feel like you're, do you feel like a, a traitor almost in a weird way? Like you, your like existence of being like first generation in some like non, uh, the original country? Oh, I think um, I think I actually had built a wall against my heritage um, for whatever reason, um, and that happened quite. Just to young. fit in, maybe. Yeah, yeah I did the I same think thing. As Canadians, we do. When I had to speak Arabic, I would get the fuck out of earshot. Yeah. For my friends, I didn't speak Arabic in front of. Them. Yeah. No, so. That makes sense. So um, 2015 comes along. What changed? Uh... <laughs> Huh. So the lead up to Don't tell me Expedia sailors. No, 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 no. The lead up to 2015 was me dismantling my life as I know it. So I like I mean I say this is like the start of my awakening. Most people on the surface see it as someone had a fucking nervous breakdown. Oh, yeah. Yeah, cuz I um I think in a very short period of time I Broke up with my boyfriend. I moved out of our home. I quit my job. And I just, I was just like, ah. Living I, where at the time? I was living in the annex. Uh, Toronto, okay. Yeah. 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 And I had a great life. I I had the, the life. 
What were you like? Did you do something like you get a degree in some random thing? I got a degree in international business with oh. a minor in German. Okay. So I had to study in Germany. Okay. Hell yeah. Um, and then I didn't realize till later that was because of my experience with white supremacy that I just like really wanted to prove that Asian people could speak German. So what is the thing with white supremacy? Oh, like current day white supremacy. Um, You're not talking no, about like, like when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like this story is so old, but I guess for people who don't know it. Um, so, like, when I moved from East York to Scarborough, and it was just, like, it was a very nice neighborhood, and it was, like, predominantly white, and people were white supremacists. Like, like you are you using that term, like, uh, loosely? Or you mean, like, literally well, there was I organizations, mean, there was well, punch, punch was served, those I mean, racist memos, I don't know because minutes. I wasn't really invited to yeah. those types so, of things. So, uh, yeah. So last Tuesday, uh, we hate all niggers. Uh, but okay, so <laughs> Mark, you need to bring more nachos next time. <laughs> my friend, my friend Chris. So he was him and his brother. Um, they were probably like one of the few black families in this neighborhood. We were probably like the second Asian family. Okay. And um, he would like they would be playing basketball outside. On their property, yeah, and people on their street would ride their bikes and be like, "Yeah," and they would yell the N word at them. What year was this? This was uh, probably in the early nineties. Hmm. Okay. And so I'm surprised <sighs> that you haven't heard this story, but um, like when I moved to eventually moved to Scarborough, and since I was kind of in between because I had my East York friends and I had kind of my Scarborough friends. And so we had a big party. Now my parents had transitioned. So was it literally like white versus black? There was Scarborough a lot of Asian and black. Uh, in this neighborhood, it was just like white versus anything. Okay. I okay. don't know. And I don't know. This is just my interpretation because I was I was so young. Yeah. Okay. Good. Right? You but, weren't paying that much attention to those things. I mean, it just... Yeah, like the few families were, they had like the businesses kind of thing. Like, I feel like if you go to small town Ontario somewhere, there'll be a Korean family and they will own the convenience store. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Until like. What's funny is a Korean family owned the. convenience store that's that i went to my whole childhood called happy days and it was owned by a dude named john and he watched all the local like kids grow up and he watched some become thugs and he watched Mm. he started selling some of them cigarettes reluctantly you know like oh i see the korean like store owner near like the hood has a very interesting life like they see a a pretty interesting transition so my dad used to have um the beckers Yo, Remember I grew up right next to Becker's. At, now um, Max bought them out, right? It was right across from it was right across from Allen Gardens. Okay. Yeah. And that's so, like a rough area. Like I grew up in it London. It was. Yeah, okay. In the '70s and '80s, I guess. So your dad was the original dude saying, "You buy now, you buy now." <laughs> yeah, my dad has some crazy stories for yeah. sure. But like people definitely tried to rob him all the time. Of course. So he had to. Yeah. You know, luckily you for be... him, he's got a fifth-degree black belt in Taekwondo. So, and so he, he was loved... fighting hand-to-hand? He, he, he... he didn't have a gun? No. He had no gun. Your dad had no My gun. My dad had no gun. He would make nunchucks five, out of... five belts. Out of broomsticks <laughs> and a chain and then a pa-pa-pa-pa. Are you serious? You I, saw this I, or this was one of the stories? I've definitely seen homemade nunchucks for sure. And yeah, my dad was like... <laughs> he would say, Yo. he, these were my dad's two rules. 
facts, okay? He had three daughters. These were his two rules. You never throw the first punch. I was like, why Why are, why are people going to punch me? You never throw the first punch. Number two, it's always better to fight at least two, three people so you can keep your mind sharp. I was like, okay, dad. That's, okay. <laughs> that's I feel like your dad is actually a genius and he has constructed this side persona because no one has ever seen him do any of these things, right? He's like, that reminds me that one time I beat 17 men at once. Now go do your math homework. Jesus, that's crazy. <laughs> and then Imagine. you're like, that's John's daughter. Tell, tell her about how we beat those 17, 19 guys. I thought it was 17. Uh, <laughs> we got to go. The fish was this big. Yeah, right. I, know. I'm at, I don't know. I guess because, like, again, with the pokeroo thing, like, I never physically saw with my own two eyes that he beat people up. But, but still, it looks like he instilled the right things in you, though. Like, he didn't baby you. Uh, he didn't baby y'all as women, you know? You know what the, the most... The thing that I still have only been able to appreciate now that I'm older, it's like I feel like his whole life... It, he was just always protecting women who were being hurt, raped, whatever. Like, he has all these stories of him, like, stepping in, beating off the guys, beating up the guys, not yeah, beating yeah. off the guy. That's I a different that thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Woo! Um, Dad, yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear about this persona, but I'm seeing this. Look away, honey. You never heard of a kung fu grip? No, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, right? I'm, no, I'm my, my father. Okay. He has this the, nun, a different the nunchucks up their ass. Like, that's what the <laughs> nunchucks are for. That, Jesus, Dad. Wow, this went quite a, quite a turn that I did not see coming. But, but yeah, your dad was like the protector. Yeah, and then so you would think with three daughters, we would all be martial artists. Right? Like, yeah. you think he would have been like, yo, you're going to start learning, learning Taekwondo when you're, like, six months old? And so I always wanted that. I always wanted to just, like, do martial arts with my dad. I just want to hang out with my dad. I thought he was cool as fuck, you know? And he was just like, oh, just call 911. The police will help you. And I'm like, what? That's the best that advice like possible. A, that seems like a terrible, terrible advice. Um, At so, the time or now, you're saying? Just in general, no. we can't rely on, no, and I'm sorry, but as a man, I yeah. don't think that you really can say, like, I don't think men really understand how much shit women have to go through every single day. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't say that I do. Like, did you hear about the woman who, like, ignored one guy's catcalls and he strangled her to death? I didn't. And then raped her bo dead bot like it's it's insane. Okay, well, I mean the raping of the dead body part that to me implies mental health issues. Okay, so I mean you can't attribute that as uh, behavior that is within the realm of any normal man. You know what I mean? Like that is not a capability of any normal man to strangle someone upon like their cat calls not being returned and then rape the body. Okay, that's necrophilia. Now we're talking about, oh, but that's fucked up. I get it. And like, everything's, everything about You're that right. You know, up. you came with a super heavy metal water, those canteen style water bottles. And before we even start the podcast, she's like, she's like, she <laughs> walking through the city and like feeling confident that this could be because it's full of water and used as a weapon. I'm like, yeah. For, I just carry water bottles as like, shit, if I get thirsty, I got this water right here. I'm good. You're like, I can. I can beat off an attacker with this shit. 
You know what? It's I a do different think life. Like I can't I even do because I think I've traveled so much and I've had to like take care of myself. And I've also been through situations where people are trying to hurt me. And yeah, like I do I do think of like how am I gonna get out of this situation? So like we were joking at um Absolute Comedy the other night. And, you know, I went to Africa to, like, find myself or whatever. Yeah, Chappelle and style. Exactly. Call, Minus the $40 the million dollar yeah, deal, exactly. right? Yeah. Um, and, wait, what, what was I talking about? <laughs> well, I were at Absolute. Yeah, and so my parents were like, oh, we, like, there's a lot of danger in Kenya and in Tanzania. We don't really want you to go. And then they were like, uh, my mom was like, Ebola. And I'm like, okay, first of all, <laughs> yeah. other side that's of the not continent. An, that's, yeah, not a, that's not a thing anymore. But or then they maybe were it like, still is. I'm not sure. They were like, the Somalian extremists are killing people if you're not Muslim. And that's just true. It, but at the time, at the time, it was really quite prevalent as a, as a threat. Mm-hmm. But I was like, <laughs> ma, like... I've already thought this. of it. Yeah, yeah, I got this. Okay. And I was like, I got Alka-Seltzer in my pocket. I'm going to say Bismillah. I'm going to fake a seizure. Like, I'm good. They're not going to Are you going to have your hair covered? Sure. Hell yeah. You know what I You're mean? You're playing the game. Well, You're going I, there with so the So I dice. lived in Morocco and Lebanon. And I, like, I, if I need to, I will cover my hair. So, okay, before you went yes. to Morocco and Lebanon and everything, you were living at the annex. You broke up with your boyfriend. You uh, I took a year you off. left the house. You took a year off. I took and a year off. And where did you go? I first went to, um, I guess I started off, so I did, uh, you know, Habitat for Humanity? Yes. So I was in a very, like, I need to give back, right? Yeah. So I did the training, um, and I became a team leader. What is that, like a four-week course here? No, or no, something? no. It's like a weekend in uh, Bolton, Ontario. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then... Uh, Yes, the girl who we, we give you the power to give. Do they say, <laughs> yeah, do they say some shit like that? Stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. We equip you with the tools you need to equip others. It's more like you're taking a bunch of Canadians. Like, you just took four hundred dollars. All you're doing is taking four ninety nine. Oh, it's way more than that. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, you pay for the course. You, oh, for the course. No, but yeah. I mean, when people do these trips, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're okay, funding okay. a lot of these houses being built with your money. With your money and your I sweat you're... equity. Physically sweat equity. That's just your way of saying labor. <laughs> well, if you think about it, yeah. you're paying a bunch of money to go to a third world country to build a house for somebody, pay a bunch of money. I thought money, they would fly and, you out. And work. No, you're paying for everything. You can fundraise for so it. So it's just guilt. It's just a service no, it's wonderful. To, to alleviate guilt is what it sounds like. I mean, I pay don't know. Pay all these things and then it's written on. You have a receipt of, of how... Uh, benevolent you are, you know. No, Here's the receipt. Listen, eight fifty eight flights. No, no, I'm no, no, that, no, no. I did it for them, for the wells. No, you can <laughs> donate money, which is great. Yeah. But if you are actually there and you see like a house being built, and you're there, you're mixing cement, and like you're out there in the sun, and you see this family, it's probably tremendously rewarding, huh? It's so, and I mean, I, yeah. It was amazing. It's the best so, feeling ever. But then we became team leaders. So, like, I went on my first one, met this girl who's, like, such a powerhouse. Then we were like, let's do another one. Then we went to Guatemala. That first one was where? Trinidad. Trinidad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, which is funny because a lot of anyone, like, I knew a lot of Trinis. I went to Cedar Bray. You went to Scarborough, right? I was in Scarborough. in Scarborough. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that they, was your second minor, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, they were like, oh, you're going to Trinidad? Great. Whole lot of rape. Is what every every single one of my Trini friends, they were like, oh, that's awesome. Whole lot of rape. 
That's amazing. I mean, you love true death. I at that, but I, lo- I love the, the pacing of the commentary. I... Yo, it's so good. Uh, you got to fly in and check out Buster's Fried Chicken. It's amazing. The, the, the rape is prevalent, though. It's, you're going to watch out. You're going to want to be that. careful. You're going to want to be careful in Trinidad. Um, yeah. So what happened? So how long were you there? Oh. Were, were they constantly warning you? Is there like a, a, an immediate security detail around you at all times? Are there just people with guns with like next to you while you shovel to keep the predators away? Or was it ended no. up being just totally fine? But they de- like the people who are in the country and work for Habitat, like they make sure that the teams that go there are kept safe. Okay. That's part of the whole agreement. Yeah. We can't have, we can't have little Rebecca. (laughs) Rebecca has to come home or this thing does not work. Well, and also (laughs) people are like giving to the country and, and spending money and they're there for good purposes. So it would be in the best interest of whoever can keep them safe. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So I, I I feel very safe when I, and we do not. And we in North America do not accept the death of a white woman, you know? Uh, it's Trudeau. <laughs> you know, we do not accept that. So that whole <laughs> thing can't work yeah. if it's unsafe there. I feel like, unless yeah. it's like they have all the proof that you were fucking asking for it. You went out of the thing. You're fucking doing crazy shit. You know. Well, I feel like there's. It's like fifty-fifty on that. Is like, it like a complex sometimes... you live in? How do these things work? Oh, it depends where. Yeah. It depends where you go. Um, they might rent like an entire little inn or in Trinidad, we were in like some bird sanctuary in Tunapuna. It was beautiful. You lived in a bird sanctuary. You literally, when you, this, this relationship, this breakup must've been bad. (laughs) Jesus. You went to Trinidad and lived in a bird sanctuary. No, no, no. That was just like a two week trip. (laughs) Okay. I was going there helping to build a couple homes. Okay. Two weeks. Out. Okay. And then you meet that girl and you go to... Then we did another one in Guatemala. Guatemala. And then we did the training. Also two weeks. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're probably building for about 10 days. You give yourself a little extra time. I mean, yeah. yeah probably probably about two weeks. 10 days to two weeks. It's a resort. It's a resort. It's not a resort. No, but it's a resort amount of time, but you come back feeling like you made a difference. And jacked. And just tanned. And it's like, wow. You're doing construction. Yeah. But from feeling nine good. nine to five. Though. Yeah. In the sun, yeah. In a third world country, but and you pay to be there. But they're there. Tremend- no, but it's even though I'm like saying this stuff, it's it's the best. I just I would love if if the people were just kind of like, oh my god, I'm so thankful you're here. If you could just put a bigger window out, a, a north facing window, possibly. <laughs> Thank you so much. By the way, oh no. my god, we don't know where we'd. Be without you and and the rear facing wall if we can make it a nine foot we w- <laughs> just if you could oh my god you know like no they were not like that they were just super thankful for everything yeah super <laughs> it's like honestly it's it was a great great feeling so you left two of those i did two and of those now you had we the travel to... bug right oh no i had the travel bug from since the, the first time since the first time i flew out of canada gotcha. when i was 15 gotcha yeah um but yeah, these trips. So we got our training, and then we we're like, we're gonna do our own trip. So we fuck build how building houses. No, 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 no. It was building houses, but we're gonna be the leaders, and oh, we're gonna bring the people. Oh shit! It's not gonna be like we're on somebody's trip. People are gonna be on our trip. So you, this is like, it sounds like you're creating a party. I guess of like really 
nice people who want to give back to humanity and work out while doing it. This know. literally sounds like, uh, like uh, what's it called, Big Brother? Like a version of Big Big Brother gives back. <laughs> They're building houses. They're all hot, and they want to give back. I don't know. It was just it. It felt Next right at the Fox. time. It felt right at the time. So we took a bunch of Canadians down. Um, and then, yeah, we helped build a bunch of homes for, like, a really great family in El Salvador. Um, there was, like, 22 of them living in one house. So Jeez. we started building, like, a little complex. There was only 18 bedrooms, so it was kind of fucked no, up. No, I think altogether we built, like, f- helped to build five homes. Okay. But there was, like, an American team, and then there was, like, some youth team within the country of, like, all the rich kids. Um, so that was great. And then that's when I was like, okay. You worked really hard in this crazy job where you got to travel the world in your 20s. You're now single, jobless, essentially homeless. So you're going to take the year and you're going to do you. Not not you to like make your parents happy or like you for the well, whoever you're dating at the time. Just like figure out what makes you happy. You got a year. And go. So I was like, ah, fucking go to Africa. So this is when you went to Kenya. This is when I went to Kenya. And I went with, um, like, me to we, free, free the children. Okay. Right? And my, my friend worked for that company at the time. And they were having their big, like, the whole, all every staff member was going to be there. So I was a plus one. And it was um, amazing. So, like, you know, if you do a 23andMe and you can, like, trace your roots back, back, back? Yeah. So my roots back, back, back in the day are from East Africa, like, probably everybody, right? But, like, what percentage? Oh, you're talking about, like, 1%. Uh, I could just because, like, we, like, know. evolution came from there in that in that well, sense of the word? Yeah, and people were really, like, how have you not gone to Korea? Like, people were so judgmental because they were, like, you've lived all over the world. You could have easily just gone. And now that you're giving yourself this year to, like, go back and find yourself, you're going to go to Africa? And I was like, yeah, before I go to my roots, I'm going to go to the root of all civilization. Shit. And then you hashtag it knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag woke. No, I'm just kidding. Um, But honestly, Kenya was amazing. I I loved it. Uh, And then What was it like? So, again, a complex style, like, this was 10 days or how'd this one go down? Uh, This was... So we were there for Christmas and New Year's. Okay. And then... For a house build. No, so we... There was, like... They did everything. We, like, beaded with the mamas. Because, like, you know, free the... Like, me to we, they, like, sell a bunch of their stuff. Oh, no. I, you don't know... a tribe? We, you don't know... Like, we day? You no, know, I don't know. Craig Kielberg... The Kielbergers? I have no... You're not helping at okay. all. <laughs> okay. You so, gotta... <laughs> I believe there was, like, this... The, the small group of, I think they were 12 years old, and they all created these, like, companies and, like, stuff like that. And this guy, Craig Kielberger, started this organization that became Free the Children. Okay. Um, and this was literally from, like, a school project of his or something like that. And it's blown up into this thing. Like, there's a thing called We Day, and it's humongous. Around it, the world. I They have them all over the place, and they get celebrities to come, and kids are really, like, excited. What's to, the like, idea? To empower young entrepreneurs? What's, like— And to have them give back. Okay. And to care and be a good person. And then they get to see celebrities. I don't know. Anyways, no, it's good. It's good. 
<laughs> and is it's it a trip. big show? It sounds like it might be a it's big like a show. Huge... So you're, you you yeah, flew there and you're doing like you're beating jewelry with. We did everything. We saw. Um, yeah, we helped to build a school. Yeah. We 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 like went in. We did the safari thing and like met the Maasai warriors, and we learned how to like throw the. Th- it was like basically like we are gonna immerse you and do all kinds of fun stuff. And I love learning, so I was just like, oh my god, this is amazing. We did everything. We saw the like medical centers that they had built, and like they had built this school for girls. And we happened to be there for the first time that these girls were going to graduate and have the potential to go to university or college. Like, this was a big deal. It was a huge deal. And we we're like, oh, my God, we're, we're a part of this. This is amazing. And since I knew that I had a time limit on on me doing me, right? Because Just one year. Yeah. I was like, 2015, go, do, don't worry about it. You did, you did well. You ha- you're fine. Right. And I my like motto for that year was what's the better story? So if I was like, ah, oh, like there's this thing that came up and they're proposing this thing. And I was like, usually I'd be like, forget it. I'm not going to do it. But I was like, you have one year to figure out who you are and what you like to do. You're not going to. It was like Jim Carrey. Yes, man. I'm like, just if, it, yeah. if an opportunity comes anything. your way, you are going to say yes. So I literally put myself out there like um since it was the first time these girls were graduating they had a huge graduation there was like kenyans there to see their daughters graduating there were celebrities there was like nelly furtado and like, all these people who are part of this free the children and we foundation and they <laughs> asked for pe- nelly furtado though <laughs> yeah like the turn off the lights uh girl yeah i mean she was a big staple in canada okay 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 yeah, yeah. I just all I only remember her from Turn Off the Lights and like wasn't it like mid two thousands? Like uh, guys, we have Cisco, we have Chameleonaire, and Nelly Furtado. <laughs> I love Nelly Furtado. Oh, like, that song was great. And, no, <laughs> no she's, saying, she has she has songs. Okay, you need to calm it's down. Justin Timberlake or like you need to calm down. Imagine um, they had. But oh. I actually met her. Okay, okay, I met her before this one. <laughs> yeah. on a plane when I was working in. Uh, we were like doing a thing in the islands in the middle of the Atlantic, the Portuguese islands. Yeah. And that's where she's from. Mm. And so I was like leaving to go back to Toronto because everything was shut down in August and I had to go through the islands. And it was the only time I've ever been in first class because that's all they had left. It was very expensive. And it was like me and like Nelly Furtado and her whole family. And I'm literally with my, what's the little square iPod? This is how long ago it was. The little square, the shuffle. Yeah, the okay? shuffle. Yeah. And I'm like literally listening to probably turn off the lights or like some Nelly Furtado song. And her and her whole family are there. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. But I, did, I did. didn't even talk to her. But like she's with her whole family. I know. I mean, you know it feels I mean? like, it's like very I don't, intrusive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When Fuck it's that. like we're in the front of the plane and it's like not nah, you can't really get away. At any point did she request for the lights to be turned off? <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. Yeah. Like, oh, she still got it. Yeah, she does like African stuff and everything. She's super she gives back so much. Uh <laughs> she gives back so much. She just watched these young African girls graduate for the first time in like Uganda or something. She's crazy. <laughs> no, I think like a lot of these celebrities they they like to donate and they No, I get know, it. They, they have time. Well. You know This is what you, they should be doing. Cuz you like, get to a point where the money you make 
it loses all proportionality with the work you put in. So all you can, and now people look to you to make it always make an example. So and like to stay in the public eye. It's like it's just good for like high society social credits oh. to be giving back like that. Because I feel like they do that shit. So in parties in L.A., they can be like, yeah, we just came back from Kenya and watched these girls graduate for the first time. Mm-hmm. So maybe I got that going on <laughs> for me. It was a so really... how was your weekend? <laughs> Did they get in Ferrari skirt? <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I had a great time. I'm, I'm like not knocking that trip. It was definitely a life changer. And then I, and then I went to Tanzania, and I went up. Did you do Kilimanjaro? I did. Did that? Oh man, my friends just did that. They said it was a crazy experience. Did yeah. you make it all the way up? Bitch. What? what kind of question is that? Okay. I did a one-armed handstand. I understand. At the top. No, and you I. You weren't s- even capable of doing it at the bottom. That's the most. Impressive no, of course, part. I was doing capoeira <laughs> like a motherfucker. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that was my move. That was my move was the one-armed handstand. But I actually saw the vision of me doing that at the top of Kilimanjaro before I had made the decision whether or not to do Kili. Um, and because I was going to, like, do it with some other Asian girl or whatever, and then she, like, she was like, uh, Ebola, I can't go anymore. And I was like, no, it's because you want to, you want this guy to put a ring on it, and so you're going to stay here, which has oh, happened, right? it did end up happening? Yeah, but okay. I was like, I'm still going to go. Because even though everyone else is bailing, like, I'm still going to I'm going to Africa. I'm just going to do it alone now. Um, but then one of the girls who was on the El Salvador build, and I, we had powerhouses. We had some of the strongest women ever on this trip. It was we – were, we were a badass team. No complainers. No. And, like, some of the strongest people were, like, a 70-year-old Italian woman. 70-year-old Italian Yo, woman? she was – Everybody was so strong. Yeah, and that's, these are all that's small town folk. Yeah. No, they'd have to say they were from Grand Bend so we would know where it was. What do you mean by that? Like, they'd have to say some very arbitrary place because they're actually from a tinier place that we wouldn't know if they didn't say. Oh. Yeah, so it was like mostly... Like in Ontario, in Canadian provinces? Yeah. And you said one was ta- one was an old Italian woman? She wasn't old. She was very like... But not from Italy, from Canada. She was probably like originally from Italy. And okay, then, gotcha, gotcha. Know. That's crazy. Yeah, so they Pavia. just give their life at some point to just give back. Did she do Dude, that? Dude, if you like... do it once, like you will be hooked on. Yeah, it. everything is just it's a, everything comes down to like being an addiction. You know, literally. I guess. Not realize it because comedy. Because I used to be so. I just was thinking about this today. I used to be so religious. I was raised so religious, uh-huh. and I was so religiously devoted for so year, so many years. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. And, uh, <laughs> Barakalofik, mashallah, mashallah. Okay, we're gonna get to Lebanon soon. You're clearly, you're foreshadowing that part. But, like, I completely zoned out of That's okay. Was. <laughs> you cut this me off with Lebanon. 18 times. Well, the edibles are doing their job. <laughs> their job. They are working. So, actually, before we even get to Lebanon. Yes. 2015 is when you went to Korea, right? Yes, for the first So time. was that right after Tanzania? No. So I did Kenya to Tanzania to Zanzibar, and then I was volunteering there. Okay. And then to South Africa. South Africa. Um, yeah, so Johannesburg and Cape Town. And then I came back to Canada. Now it's like February something. So it's like literally the coldest, worst. So I just started floating in the sensory deprivation tanks. Oh, shit. You... Yeah. 
Did you know about this before Joe yeah, Rogan? From, no, the Joe Joe Rogan was talking about this in okay. 2015. Hell yeah. And I was okay. like, and then he was also on this. Are you like, still on it? You yeah. You still hit him up? And on on it. So he was pushing this like yeah, vitamin I know, thing. Yeah. Uh, is it? Does it work? Uh oh my god! In 2015, the particular Canadian blend of al- Alpha Brain, which is like specifically like if you would go and take an edible and Alpha Brain, literally, I've manifested like meeting the Wu Tang. Wu-Tang Clan and like, yeah. So you've achieved hallucinations yeah. <laughs> with this mix is what you're saying? And then I make them come true. Yeah. Like, okay, so they, so you're just so committed to the idea of it happening. You, no, you you're make it so happen. relaxed and deep in meditation that you, I think you just visualize something that you then manifest into your reality at a later date. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I get it. I I get what you're saying. I've seen so many visions that have actually come true. Like, um, so I saw me doing a one-armed handstand at the top of Kilimanjaro. I saw me somehow... This is all with Via Alpha Brain? Uh, no, because I didn't start floating until February, so this was after. So you take Alpha Brain and then you get in the sensory (laughs) deprivation chart. Oh, yeah. And you listen to Joe Rogan in there? No. (laughs) And you do practice archery in there? I do love archery. I started. I tried. You're the, the biggest time. fan of what? You're doing all the Rogan stuff. No, this was in 20. This was like so long ago. Hell yeah! I've tried everything though. Like name an activity. I've probably. I'm like I just have like ADHD in life and like activities and everything. So it's made you fucking cool as shit. Like hey, I feel like bud. you've been everywhere. Like yeah, I'm jealous as hell. Actually, it makes it. I'm actually driving down to in a week or two. I'm just. I'm like yo. I gotta get out of here. You know, because I used to travel a lot, and now I, I never, I used to have disposable income. I travel, and like with work, I'd have to travel all the time, usually within the continental states. Okay. But I would get, I would like accumulate all these flight miles and Ooh. hotel miles. So Sweet. I would just go to Europe all the time, and I would have, nice. and I would just hang out there, you know, and Sick. like, and do stuff, right? Where would you go though? What's your, what's I have, your jam? What's your illness? I'd go to, uh amsterdam a lot okay uh, that was like first thing it's like amsterdam weed right and I then you do that a couple day. of times yeah and then you're like okay the weed in canada is way better <laughs> you know i'm not going to amsterdam true, for though. weed anymore you go to mm-hmm. vancouver for weed you know like true. you don't go to amsterdam for that but i had my boys studying in switzerland so i used to go hang out in mm-hmm. switzerland we go to like uh we went to one time, went to Munich for Oktoberfest. Okay. Went to Budapest after that, Hungary. And we to, we're just traveling all over doing shit. Okay. But I used to do that all the time, and, and recently I haven't, so I'm like, yo, I gotta go. So where get are you gonna drive to? Nashville. I used to go there all the time. Isn't it's one it of my only favorite 11 cities. 11 hours from Toronto? 11 and a half hours. That's crazy. It blew my mind. I, I used w- to go all there all the time for work. It's the one of my, it's my favorite amazing. city. It's like, it's like, a fraction of New Orleans. New Orleans is crazy. I, I don't know if you ever. No, yeah, yeah, you got you love it, but I love it. you can't live there. It's like it's too indulgent. Yeah, it's like you just need a, a piece of it, right? Mm. Nashville is a great middle ground for that. It's like a nice city. It's a good size. The traffic isn't crazy. All these musicians come there to try to make it and shit like that. So like every but is it venue, like the South. It's very liberal. Okay. You know what I mean? It's like. Toronto compared to St. Thomas or some fucking city out here in the outskirts of Ontario versus Toronto. The same kind of thing. Like Nashville is like very blue and it's just in a sea of red, you know? Mm, interesting. But it's awesome. It's an amazing city. And you don't have to worry about it. It's like the South is like 
the same racism that exists throughout the United States, the South just has less of filters on it. But it's it's present. Hmm. It just has filters on it in the North. So in the North, it's all latent. Chappelle had that joke about it, how like in the South, it's like there's no excuses. You know, it's like when he goes into order, the guy's like the chicken, right? He has that bit, and I and never and then I lived in the states and I understood it. It's like uh. when when you go to a restaurant in the in the South and old people see you come in, they don't like pretend to look away or something. They'll just look at you angry, like not liking you. I'm like, oh, I actually prefer that. I was just gonna say, wouldn't I you prefer rather that. just people be real. And it's like that in the rest of the, in Europe, they do that too. If they don't like you, they'll just like. Like in all in here, it's just like you gotta smile either way. Like you gotta hide it, and like, <sighs> and like so in Michigan, it's like that bad. It's like uh, it's just all this like weird racial tension. Okay, you know what I find funny about Detroit? What Detroit? Um, the dirty D. So they have a lot of French names as their streets and stuff like that, right? Lafayette. But they uh, fuck up the pronunciation on everything. So you go there and, you know, this this friend, the one who I saw for Thanksgiving this year, and she's like, meet me at whatever, Shake Shack or something, like, at this thing. Is there, do they have a Shake Shack there now? They do. Wow. They, they have it's everything. a big-ass line. I don't know. I've never actually – I've heard the fries are delicious. I've never had them. But um, she's like, yeah, meet me here. And it's like – and she's like, it's at the corner of Grashit and whatever. I'm like, Grashit? I'm like, I don't know where Grashit is, but I see Gretio. Um, <laughs> oh shit! And like all the names, they just have their own spin on it, and it's like they can tell if you're a foreigner. So you speak French? Yeah, that was my second language. Yeah. So the way you dropped it there was almost being like, "Yeah, I speak French." <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not a, gonna say it, I have a but French this is my name, way of saying, you know, Simone. Simone. Yeah, Simone. actually, it's very, and the park is very Korean, so it's like perfect. Thank you. Yeah, is it? For park ma- is very for Korean. mansplaining that to me. Yeah, well, oh, you clearly oh. have not seen any of my stand-ups. Oh, you're turning it around <laughs> on me. A beautiful. Don't be a sharmuta. Sharmuta, that means a whore in Arabic, so you know. Nam. Mansplaining park. You don't like it when people bring that up, huh? Or like, you think it's like a. No, I think it's great. It's the third most common Korean last name. Is Lee is the first. Kim is the first. Kim is the first. Lee's the second. Lee is the second. Oh shit! I went to University of Waterloo. Huh? So was it a lot of Koreans? Uh, not a lot of Koreans, but the Koreans in the University of Waterloo they stick together, and mm. they all smoke. Koreans smoke in higher numbers than I've ever seen. I smoked for fourteen years. What was it like uh, in? Uh, like you never actually even got to uh, Korea. Oh. That's the. This has all been building up to. Oh, okay. The moment you went to Korea. So and was yeah, everybody there smoking? <laughs> yeah, it's so normal in Japan too. The same shit. Like it's like crazy. And I'm also part Japanese. Okay. So. <laughs> oh yeah. And I know this because this is the first time that I've like gladly identified as an Asian woman. 2019. That was the year for me. What was it before? Was it an evolution? It was like when I was younger. <clears throat> I would say. I kind of identified more as a black man. Okay. <laughs> All right. um, Scarborough, that explains it. Well, I think it's more because, again, coming back to, like, just these extreme experiences with white supremacy. And, like, I kind of felt like black people could understand me because they also knew what it felt like to be on the receiving end of racism. I don't know. And, like, Scarborough, it's like, 
a hell of black friends. And yeah, it's like the bigoted and the bigoters, you know? Yeah, but you then gotta the, pick a side. The, the male part was because I was like, tr- I just wanted to hang out with my dad so much. Yeah. That I thought he wanted. Because you were John's daughter. But I thought he wanted a son. Oh, true. Well, three daughters. It seems like he was trying, right? And there might have been a son that never came to be. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I felt like the Korean Mulan. You know, got to save the Koreas, bring them back together. Yo, that was my favorite Disney movie. Uh, yeah, because she was badass. Yo, 100%. Yeah. And they got uh, Eddie to voice the little dragon. Oh, What's his name dra- again? Uh, Mafu or some shit like that? Uh-huh. <laughs> Mafu. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I, I honestly feel like nothing would make my father happy. Oh, so my, my dad was technically born in North Korea oh, before shit. there was... You that separation? I mean? Yeah. So they were like in the north and then um, I think he was the youngest in his family. He was like two. And as the Americans were leaving and the Soviets were coming in and I guess Japan had just uh, – so, you know, Japan had occupied or annexed Korea for 35 years. Done At that point? Yeah. So that they surrendered and then that ended World War II. Okay. And um, – I feel like my dad felt very, very guilty for being able to leave North Korea. Mm. And like he always wanted to like. The majority didn't. Yeah. I mean, if you got stuck on the wrong side, that's the thing. It's like nobody remembers North Korea. So is it like when that separation happened, if you're like north of this line, yo, you're in this colony now, like, yo, it's a dictatorship now. And then it's just through generations it is what it is now. Yeah, and, like, you know how it's, like, it's similar to, like, how Germany was split, right? But that wall fell while the family still had, uh, like, direct lineage, right? So when it was separated, they were like, oh, but my uncle's there or my cousin's there, my sister, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it was a thing where they were like, no, this needs to end because the, the... I would imagine, I don't know, I could be just making this up, but the desire for these families to be back together was so strong, right? So when they reunified, it was cool. This has actually been going on for many, many decades. And at this point, like 70 or whatever, how many years years later, later, now it's not your direct uncle or your brother or your cousin, right? So now there's there's been so much time that's passed that I feel like, there's this false divide, like the the DMZ, and it's like South Koreans think they're better. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't speak for every South Korean, um, but I think they almost look down on North Koreans. I can see that. And I've had the opportunity to, like, meet a, a few North Koreans, and they're, like, the dopest people. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, you know this thing about the immigrant mentality and then they come and they were like living this life and they were rich and then they had to leave everything behind and they come here and they're like, all right, I'm a hustle. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to do that. Picture that for North Koreans times a million and being so grateful and so like appreciative to be to have freedom to have to have freedom to be alive. I did a boot camp with a guy whose mom escaped out of North Korea with him. But the only way she could do it was to let him, like, to let he had she had to go back, but she had to get out. She and, let him out. Yeah, but like they meet in like the border of like South Korea and like the North like once a year, 
Like at the, the DMZ? I, like, I don't know what? where, but they meet somehow like once a year. That's... And uh, yeah, I did boot camp with the guy, and his story was just fucking crazy. Like, like, like he was boot just like, camp? yeah, like uh, I. So when I was where seven, is this? In uh, Ontario. Like when I was, I joined the reserves when I was like seventeen. Oh. So I, when I joined the reserves, I did boot camp, military boot camp. Okay. And there was a dude, a North Korean dude there, and like his story was just crazy. Can We've, I meet him? I haven't talked to the guy in like 10, Go 11 years him. now. <laughs> yeah. Right. You got Facebook? No. <laughs> I always, his name was, uh, I forget his first name, because it's all last name basis. So what right? was his last name? Lee. Kim? Lee. Lee. Oh, that's why you thought it was the, num- the number one. Yeah, well, I mean, Jet Lee is my guy. No, <laughs> but Jet, Lee, but Jet, like all Lee, the Lees, Jet Lee is L-I. Stereotypically, Lee is like the number one. Like, in my mind, it is. And okay. it's the number two. So in reality, that's pretty close to number one. But that's one. for it's, Koreans. It's yeah. because there's also Chinese well, I'm talking Lees. About, I'm talking about Koreans. Oh. Yeah. But okay. but then I'm talking about Lee in general, I guess. But well, Lee overall is probably the number one for all Asia, maybe. Actually, I, I forget. I don't know. But this guy, we used to have <laughs> we used to have this. Uh, Who cares? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there was one French drill sergeant okay. who would pick on Lee for some reason. Okay. He would make fun of him because his eyes. He would always fuck with him, and like he would always be like, "What?" He had a French accent. What's wrong? Uh, what is wrong, Lee? You look perplexed. And he goes, I'm not, and he always went, I'm not perplexed, uh, Master Corporal. Like, I'm not, per- like, and then it was like, and he was just like, he would always say that you look perplexed. Hmm. And it's just like, it would just pick on him. And I'm like, what the fuck? What are this guy's just being like uh, clearly racist to this guy? Yeah. It's weird. Because maybe because he was European where they don't have the. They don't have that filter. Like I said, you look perplexed. I'm like, wow, it's just motherfucker just picking on this motherfucker. You know what's interesting about Germany? So like German, German's my third language. Okay. And um, I was just discussing this. There was a, I took this clown course and there was a German guy. A clown course? Yeah. Okay. And you know, no follow up on that. (laughs) Oh, it was amazing. I don't know. I'm just like throwing myself out there now that I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to be a performer. Like, I've always wanted to be since I was a little kid. And then I was like, no, I have to be Asian and, like, make my parents proud. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I fucking hate all of this. That's why I took 2015. And I was like, I don't know who I am. I know who I pretended to be. Was there at a point at the end of that year where you're like, okay, oh. I know who the fuck I am? No. So <laughs> I got a little wrench. So after Korea, where I just... Korea was amazing. So how long were you in Korea? I was in Korea for just under a month. And I took my dad on his 73rd birthday. So Fuck it was just yeah. me and my dad. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, and I realized he's a total foreigner there. Like his <laughs> Koreans like, you know. Yeah. Because I was like, dad. Because I don't. I don't that humanized. I'm now just uh, learning Korean. Yeah. But then I didn't. Right. And it's funny because I brought all these raptors, like, I brought these We the North hats. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like we can finally be open about who we are, Dad. Like, you know, Like a rep in Toronto, yeah. No, but North Korea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I went to South Korea and I had, like, all of our (laughs) raptor stuff, right? Yeah, And uh, I felt very, like... Were people looking at you like, oh, shit. Oh, for sure. They just thought I was crazy anyway. Because I'm very, like, not traditional Korean. Yeah, it's a very obvious that I'm. But I feel like you got kind of like you could be like a kind of like a like a hip uh, Korean uh, bebop, 
like dancer. You got that style, like you could dance really hard right now, and I wouldn't be surprised. Aww. I you got. I feel like you could do a flip right now, I and I could. wouldn't be that shocked. I'd be like, okay. You know what's hilarious? <laughs> um, so when so I was just like I've just been tindering around the world, and that doesn't mean that I'm actually. No, you know, I get like, it. Yeah, you see what you can... So, no, it's because how else are you going to find out about stuff in a place where you don't know, where I'm like, I'm not hanging out with my dad the whole time. Like, I want to see Fruits. soul. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And not just hang out with my family where I'm the only one who can't speak the language. So I'm just like, oh, eh, oh, oh. It's much more appealing for you. Right? So I, like, match with this uh, popper and locker. And he's like, yo, there's this street dance battle. And I was, was like... Did he have a hat covering uh, his whole face to the side like this? In the profile? I don't know. You couldn't even see his face? You want me to try to... But he pop locked his way to your to your heart. <laughs> no, I was just like, I want to find out about all the cool shit. And he's like, there's a street dance battle. Yeah. And when I was living in Germany, so I used to break dance when I was like young, young, young. And when I was in Germany, South Korea won the like world break dance championships, right? So like Korea and Japan, pretty good. Um, so like we go there, and I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I want to go to the street dance battle. And so we have to like navigate. The metro, which is very clean, very on time. But I like I basically depended on this Tinder guy to like right? Yeah. So we get there and I'm watching <laughs> it. And again, my motto is what's the better story? Yeah. Okay. So we get there and I'm like watching the preliminaries. I'm like, they you know, <laughs> like they're pretty good, but I feel like I feel like we could roll the dice on this one. So I said, yo, let's just enter, you know? So the, you weren't astonished by their skill level. And remember, I haven't breakdanced in, <laughs> I guess when I studied in Germany, I I uh, joined the breakdance club. Yeah. And yeah. So, Grinded a little rust off, you know? Yeah, but it was you still turned, been a little turned up while. just a little bit to like, well, you were loosened up a little bit in Germany. No, I probably hadn't done it in like 10 years. Okay. Okay. And you hadn't even watched You Got Served recently, so like. Maybe on the plane. Maybe on the plane, <laughs> just to get back in it. But we go, and I'm wearing these, like, baggy, you know, crotch pants with my Jordans. I got my Jordans and whatever. And my We the North hat. And yeah. um, so I'm like, yo, like, that doesn't look that hard. Let's just fucking enter this competition. And he's like, no, in Korea, you don't understand. Oh, and then this guy was, he was half <laughs> Korean and half black. Oh, shit. Right? So, this sounds like an anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, In what? Korea, you don't step down. <laughs> Like a dance no, no, no. anime. So I was like, let's enter the shit. He's like, no, in Korea, you have to like register. And like, it's like, it's all by this, the book, by oh, the system. Okay, yeah. We're too late. They yeah. closed it three days ago. And also I'm not wearing the right shoes. And I was like, whatever, man. And so I was like, I got this. So I went to the people who are organizing it. And I was just like, oh, I'm so dumb. I, I'm from Canada. And I, I missed the register. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm, st I'm like, stupid, stupid. I'm like, they're like, no, 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 you're fine. Like, what's your name? And so I used my Korean name that I didn't even really know. It's me young, you know, because we look so young. And um, so, yeah. And then I didn't even pay the registration fee. And I was like, I looked at the Tinder guy. I was like, whatever, bro. I'm going to fucking enter this shit. So I get my little name tag and it's in Korean. I'm like, holy shit, this is going down. And I was like. <laughs> If I smoke a little ting right now. Yeah. Oh, you can get in this. 100% I'm going to win. Yeah. But at that time, it was extreme, like punishable by, by death. Well, maybe not death, but like it was like a schedule one. Very. In Singapore, they'll kill you, I think. Probably. Yeah. Right. So like Asia was just like not messing <laughs> yeah. around with weed. Right. Yeah. And I was like, if I just have a little hoot, I'm going to win this dance competition. But I, I didn't. I felt like it wasn't the right move. 
But I so they call my name and I think they were actually playing house music. It wasn't hip hop. And they wanted one full minute of dancing. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like definitely not in shape. Like they I played house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they wanted that like they wanted this thing. <laughs> This kind of stuff, right? This is what the people are doing. If you know. can't, if you're just listening to this, I'm doing a lot, of, a lot of loops. Like, you know, the people who light, they got the glow in the dark lighting. And if you just turn the lights on, imagine what their hands would look like if you turn the lights on. Don't you on. mean turn off the lights? Turn <laughs> yeah. off the lights. Nelly Furtado, That's called a she call gives back. back. She gives back so much. She is just so benevolent. Yo, don't knock her, man. Yeah. That's not cool. <laughs> you don't fucks with I'm the Furtados, okay? I'm just saying, it's like, well, there were celebrities there, there was Nelly Furtado, and then you moved on. It's like, okay, I mean, it, I just think it's funny. That's it. I just... <laughs> All right, you need to calm down. <laughs> Cisco is literally the same Cisco. level. Give me, let me you see, see that. Thong, 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 thong. That's literally the same <laughs> as turn off the lights, right? First of all, she had many more hits, but we're not. We're off that topic right yeah, now, okay? okay? Um, so I entered... <laughs> I'm such an idiot. But I was like, what's the better story? That I went to see a street dance battle in Seoul or that I was part of it, motherfucker? So. (laughs) What if you were part of it while smoking crack? (laughs) Yo, I would have smoked anything at that point. Just give me a little little extra edge, but I was sober. So it starts and you're sober. It starts and I'm sober and it's nine guys in my (laughs) thing plus me. Okay. Okay. So like we all have our little number. We go up. They play some house music. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Do my thing. Make it to the next round. And then now again, they want, first of all, 60 seconds is so much time. That's a long time to dance. I got 21 seconds hard, okay? Then I'm exhausted and super sweaty. So they wanted the full minute. I've, I feel like I did pretty well until like 45 seconds. And so I'm like <laughs> going running in. I am <laughs> depleted. My tank is on. Hovering on empty, okay? What are you the doing? Gas. Repeat. Can you give me the general motion of what you're doing, please? I actually have the video just somewhere. Like, yeah. No. But just like, was it kind of like this kind of thing? Or was it, you were just kind of like... No, I got fancy footwork. Okay. Okay? For the whole 45 seconds. Okay. And then, so I go to do, because I'm like, I'm like, I'm either going to try to pop a one-armed handstand, but I did not practice at all. Like, I literally <laughs> did a quad stretch, and I'm like, I'm ready to compete, and I didn't pay your fucking fee. Um... And I had to listen. I'm like, fuck, is that my Korean name? Like, what did I tell them? Ah! Like, I'm just like so ridiculous. And then I I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that because if I fall, that's just like, you know, I can't do the one-arm handstand. So instead I like drop down to do like some kind of like weird derivative of a twerk. And I literally just like a robot fucking jun, 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 just like slowed the fuck down and gave up. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty terrible. Uh, but I still, it's still. Did you place? No. <laughs> Do you think I placed with like a robot quitting on a fucking? I like that you're honest no. though. You're like, no. I should just fucking show you guys the video of how how terrible it was. But if I didn't send care. It, if you send it to me, I'll put it at the end of this video. <laughs> I literally, I'll put, I'll tag it at the end of this video. I'll put it on. Uh, I mean, I'd have to find it. Okay. Yeah. I mean. No, I like definitely have it somewhere. It's like, you don't have to, <laughs> I mean, it's like. <laughs> no, but I really think that if I had just like a little one hit, a little a little Weed activates the music because you would have been able to like uh, resonate with the music way better. When I was a first. teenager, I used to think that the right amount of weed with the right amount of alcohol, I was fucking invincible. 
And remember, I'm John's daughter, right? So not only do I think I'm Just invincible. slightly faded, yeah. No, I was like, I will, I will gamble. I will bet anything. You know, I'd be like hustling out there. No, I'm serious. I thought I was a fucking gangster. <laughs> a little gangster. And the thing is, nobody thought that this little Asian girl could do anything illegal. So did, yeah, I would push the limits because I'm like, really? You guys just think that I'm a fucking, a math genius? I sucked at math. Do you know how hard that was? That's probably tough. I had to take calculus three motherfucking times to get into Carlton. Were the teachers like confused? <laughs> you yeah, kind you, of. Were they just kind of like, is, uh, is your eyesight, is it your eyesight? <laughs> it's because they gave you a white person name, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> isn't it, Simone? I don't know. I just didn't care. But I was I was bad. Yeah? Yeah. I think I, I heard that was... one bit that you said that you used to you hid weed in a violin thing. Yeah. Like I can remember like I feel like selling weed was just mathematically correct. It made sense. Like, it didn't even have to be weed. Like, I remember because I saw my dad and he's like, he didn't know anything about dry cleaning. He didn't know anything about flowers. He didn't know anything about any of these businesses. Right? And he's like, I'm fucking not working for somebody else because they're probably not even going to give me a job other than washing dishes or whatever. Yeah. doesn't matter what kind of education I have. So he would always just, like, do his own thing. And, like, my dad was a terrible businessman. But he still made it work and he, like... Raised us very comfortably and, you know, like, I appreciate that. That's amazing. I think uh, you should think about, I don't know if you've ever thought about, like, making, like, a screenplay or something as your story. Oh, it's I... So, it's so, like, uh, it's so, like, so it would work as a picture, you know what I mean? So, that's funny you should say that. Because your dad would right be, like, this now... arc of the whole thing. Yeah, honestly, like... Yeah, so I'm doing my first talk where I speak about my dad and I and I share like a North Korean defector story in LA in two days. Yeah, okay. Well, see that adds up. Like you have that type of story where like it intertwines in a way that's actually really like inspiring. And today actually is when I find out if I got one of the lottery spots for Toronto Fringe, oh, which sure. would be like, dude. Which I... would let you put your show together. Exactly. And... And it would give you a platform for it. Yeah. And I'm And like, it would legitimize your show by it being on fringe. It would be huge. Yeah. yeah. I hope you get it. I hope I, you, I, you I, find I'm out. I'm feeling pretty lucky. And even if you don't, there's next year and you're not going to stop. You're going to be a whole year better. So, or I'll just and there's going to be a million other myself. fringes. I'm actually, we're going to do an African show next year's Edinburgh. Ooh. Myself, Conrad, and Black Zeus. Ooh. Yeah. We're going to, I don't know what we're going to name it yet, but we're going to check it. Edinburgh Fringe 2020. Yeah. yeah. No, 2020 is going to be a huge year. It's going to be a good year. I've it's so marketable, you know? I've seen this coming for years. Yeah. The glasses, I wanted to invest in 2020 glasses mm. before this New Year's. Mm. That's the thing to get in now. How would you say 20 in Arabic? Ashleen. Ashleen. But isn't two, like, wahad tnein? What? No, wait. Wahad tnein, like one, two. Yeah. Yeah. So wouldn't it be? I was like, wouldn't it be, tnein? <laughs> it's weird. It's like you know, like uh, with like the number system in English, it goes to the teens. Oh, okay. And then it changes. Oh, okay. In the twenties, it's nts and so the teens. So it changes. No. So it's like there's like the old Arabic way of saying it, which like uh, for instance, 
um, like 11 is like 110, like you could say that, or 11, right? Is like the, I think that's like the, uh, like more slang way to say it, like modern way. So 21 is like the, in that same sense. I don't know if it's like you can say, yeah, I think it's you can only say that. That's cool. I don't think you can say 21. Yeah, you wouldn't say that. I really like Arabic. I think it's really pretty. And I probably speak. It's supposed strangely. to be like the most, the, the language of romance or whatever, right? Is it? I, I don't know. That. My Arabic is fucked. So well, I, have... I mean, look at like songs like Habibi by Amran Diab. Oh, yeah. That shit is He's killing slick. It, yeah. That motherfucker was that's slick. A killer that's ass, the Egyptian. Like, Egyptian <laughs> that's the Egyptian Drake. <laughs> that's the Egyptian Drake. <laughs> for sure. Oh I only know Habibi. Simone, we are coming at an hour and 20 minutes. No way. We yeah. feel like we didn't even talk I told about anything. You, I told you it would fly. Trust me. Did you get something? We talked on every... What do you mean did I get something? I this know. has been the episode. I'm telling you. I feel like I slowed you down this episode. You got to come back on here. And uh, I, I got to let you get into the details after your travels ended. Well, maybe it'll be after I do the Toronto Fringe. Yeah. I hope you get it. Well, we don't even know. But I hope the don't best. Oh, is it just like a vision right of a one-armed handstand on Kilimanjaro, or uh, or meeting the Wu Tang Clan, or what's the other one? Oh, and then when I was in Detroit, oh my gosh, this is crazy. So with my friend, uh, she knows everything about Detroit. By the way, she's amazing. And so like, I met her. We crossed over. I'm in Detroit. I'm like, I'll just go just for Trader Joe's. But she takes me, she tells me, she tells me the whole history. She takes me to the top of this parking garage and we're looking at the whole city. And I looked at her and I said, you're going to be working for Dan Gilbert one day. And as a result of that, I'm going to be working with Dan Gilbert one day. And she's like, what? No, that's crazy. Like, that's insane. And I'm like, there is nobody who knows more about Detroit than you. And you love it. And anyone who invests in Detroit is going to be a part of its upbringing, right? I think so. And so I crossed in this Thanksgiving. I got to meet her mom. She's Chaldean, by the way. So I'm like, I'm cracking Arabic jokes. So many jokes. of those in that area. Yeah, I'm cracking Detroit. jokes to her dad, to her mom, and her little sister while the, like, you know, the mom and the sister are preparing for Thanksgiving. And they're like, who is, like, Majnuna? You know, yeah, like, crazy. how yeah. the fuck, like, how is she, how am I doing jokes? I'm like, so I'm able to do low-key jokes in like a bunch of different languages yeah like you because you have the basic i have the basic word use and like the basic. joke structure they could do it that's that's so amazing. i look a little bit like not all there yeah but they still get it and get, then yeah yeah um oh yeah and then now she's working with dan gilbert oh so you're saying you're up next Probably. You're manifesting it. That's how it yeah. works. Yeah. Right. And I think it's like a and Windsor and Detroit. Work, maybe I'll work with him now because, because of me. this is you being on the podcast now. No? That's, yeah, no. That's not how it works for me. Lesh la. <laughs> Lesh la. No. Lesh why? No. Yeah. Why not? Lesh la. Is it? Oh, I guess it's not. Why I get, not? I don't, oh. I mean, people don't really say it. I trust me. I fucked up. I'll, uh, oh, I, I only say it. When I, uh, when I used to go to uh, Sudan... When I didn't hear someone correctly, I would say, oh, like, my bad, sorry. You know, we say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would say it, oh, ma'alish. Like, I'm, and they're so confused because you don't, when you didn't hear someone, you don't apologize. You say I didn't hear you. Like, say it again. Huh. You know what I mean? So it's like, I kept saying I'm sorry. And they're fucking, what are you, why are you apologizing? 
Because I'm like, oh, I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's so, you know. Oh, that's like, so cute. They're like, yeah, right? They're like, what Canada? Canadian boy, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's another callback. But yo, I want you to plug this. Take your chance to plug uh, whatever you want to plug. Oh. And I I put all your uh, um, Instagram, Twitter. I don't know if you're on Twitter, but Instagram, uh, your handles okay. on the description. Perfect. If you want to plug a show, if you plug whatever you want. I mean, it's your time. I feel like I just finished my last two shows in Toronto because I'm leaving basically in like a day and a half. I'll be in L.A. But if anybody's watching or listening and they are in L.A., uh, on December. I got California listeners. Okay, perfect. Probably a lot from the Bay Area, but I don't I'm know how many there. from LA. Yeah. We didn't even talk about how we both, Stroy gave us. Shout out to Stroy Moy. Shout out to Stroy Moy. Hella sure. funny productions. Hashtag hella funny. Bay Area. Yeah, yeah we both got our like San Francisco. Come up ins, yeah. Yeah. He hooked us up. Yeah. Uh, Bay Area ambassador, uh, stand up comedian. He's Ruth actually fan. hella funny. So. Hella funny. <laughs> Super nice dude. Very good dude. Yes. Uh, but yeah, if it. it I mean, the talk in L.A., it's uh, for something called Crushing the Myth, Crushing the Myth on Asian American Stereotypes. And my talk is called We the North. Hell yeah. Right? And it's like... It's a theme. It's a theme because it's me, right? Toronto and North Korea and just this journey of like... It's a lot has to do with my dad. Um so I'm really, like, excited and nervous because I've never... Like, I do comedy. I'll make jokes about North Korea. And, like, I've never actually done a t- talk where I get to, like, share the sto- someone else's story. I think, yeah, I think it could actually be... That maybe it's, like, most powerful format, you know? Yeah. To just say it without having to figure out how to say it in the funniest way. To yeah. just say it word for word as it is. Mm-hmm. That may come. That may have the most impact on people. But I think the like, just the way you said it here today. The fringe show as well is, or maybe if it's not fringe, but it's it's gonna have to do a lot with like sharing the stories of North Korean people who maybe don't have as much of a voice. <clears throat> Besides that one dude I told you, I've never heard of any others. That's so dope. Yeah. I didn't think and that you would have met any have of one. them. A exactly. lot of people don't have one. So exactly. yeah, hell yeah, so, it's needed. That's why we did this tonight. Well, Because you knew a North Korean. <laughs> thank you so much for coming. I'm going to have you back on. Afwan, uh, this Habibi. Been, this one's gone. This is the longest. I think this literally may be my longest podcast ever. Mishma's Yeah, this thing. Your Arabic is just killing it. God damn it. If you're listening on uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, throw up five stars. Tell your friends about the immigrant section. Uh, and yeah, that'll be it pretty much. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Peace. Peace.